This is the Airport Experience News Podcast. I'm Ramon Lowe, the host of the pod. We are back. Yes. I uh, kind of took the week off, at least from doing the podcast, as myself and the AXN crew was in Denver for the Airport Experience Conference. Um, it was a tremendous show, and for those of you listening who were there, I'm sure you can attest to that. And if you weren't there, then you missed a great time, very productive time, and uh, hopefully see you next year. So anyway, we kind of hit the pause button on recording for just a bit, but I want to give you a heads up that we recorded a ton of content at the conference that we will be posting in the coming weeks. So much content. Anyway, please make sure that you subscribe to the pod or share the episodes with friends. Let them know they can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. Well, this is episode 93, and here I chat with Annabelle Lowey, the CEO and founder of Breeze. We recorded this in Denver at the Airport Experience Conference inside the podcast studio sponsored by Tastes on the Fly. Thank you once again to Michael and the team for sponsoring the studio as well as all the upcoming episodes that were recorded there. And believe me, we did a lot. Anyway, Breeze is a truly interesting concept because it is essentially the manifestation of what I had written last November with regards to ghost kitchens or virtual restaurants basically impacting airports. They're a game changer. And this is the first one that I know of, and I'm sure that it will not be the last. Now, Annabelle was great, and I love hearing not just about the service, but about the mission behind the concept, and you can hear about it. I am really excited about this concept because it's going to be a game changer, like I said, and especially in this space, and I, I really believe that. So here is my conversation with Annabelle Lowey. So I am here with Annabelle Lowey, the CEO and founder of Breeze. We are in the podcast studio sponsored by Taste and the Fly. Annabelle, thanks for taking time to speak with me. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be here. Okay, let's let's give a little bit of background. You and I spoke, or, or met, I'm sorry, um, a year ago at the Airport Experience Conference in Las Vegas. Uh, a mutual acquaintance of ours uh, kind of connected us. And you told me about Breeze, which we're going to hear about in a minute. But it was kind of it's great to kind of see you now realize what you've been working towards. Exactly. It's a very exciting moment for me as well to see Breeze being featured in your newsflash and to be on the podcast today when I've been listening to <laughs> these podcasts for a very long time. Um, big milestone. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So before we get into Breeze and all things Breeze, um, I would love for you to kind of share a little bit about your background, um, how you got into the space, uh, what led you to create Breeze, etc. Of course. So quick background on me, and then I'll dive into Breeze, but I'm born and raised in Montreal, super Canadian. I fit all the stereotypes. <laughs> I love hockey. Sometimes I'm too nice, you know. Um, I moved to New York about six years ago. I started my career at Goldman Sachs in investment banking. I hated it. It wasn't for me. Um, I then joined a startup called Echo. We did interactive video. I was employee number eight there, um, and it was great to be involved in a startup from a very kind of young age, um, understand all the different facets of the company and how they all come together, um, and really take much more responsibility. So I was there for five years. I went on to lead BD sales and partnerships for them. And being in a BD role, I was constantly in and out of airports, traveling for business. Mm. Um, and I have celiac disease, so I can never eat anything in the airport. And oh. it was always a huge pain point for me that I would land at my destination and feel um, a little bloated and disgusting if I had overdose on almonds or whatever else gluten-free snack I could find. Or I'd feel hangry and annoyed um, and not in the best place to do well at my business meeting. So that was the real personal pain point that manifested into Breeze. Um, from that point on, I started to do a lot of research into the airport industry, listen to your podcast, your news flashes, um, 
And um, that's kind of how Breeze manifested. So it's funny. You said you, prior to Breeze, you created, you worked at a startup. So was there something uh, in that experience with the startup that helped you prepare you to launch Breeze? It definitely uh, taught me the right questions to ask, the right people I needed to surround myself um, with, the confidence that I needed, um, and also like being in a startup and you you kind of get your hands dirty into all different parts of the business. So even if I was in a BD role, I touched on the tech side and the project management side and the social media side and, and all sorts of sides um, that really helped kind of mold me um, into the entrepreneur that I am today. So I'm very grateful for that experience. So with any startup, I'm sure there are some kind of cool stories along the way that you could probably share. I know uh, for all the listeners out there, personally, when you and I met, I introduced you to a couple of people, not going to name names, a couple of people, you know, kind of like we're a little dismissive, but I'm glad that you uh, connected with some folks who do believe in Breeze, but would love for you to kind of share um, some stories, the background, like when you were creating it, you know, some of the, because there's always those types of stories, right? When you're creating something new, especially if it's something of your own. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend it was easy. It definitely wasn't. (laughs) Um, But I'm happy I just kind of did it. Um, There's no time like the present. I did not want to have regrets. Uh, For me, I raised money pretty quickly for Breeze. Um, It resonated with a lot of people, especially tech execs who travel so much. So they really resonated with the pain point. Uh, So from that point on, having the capital to do Breeze, I had to get myself into an airport. And that was the very challenging part. Um, I kind of got imposter syndrome at the beginning, thinking I you know, stole these people's money and I have no idea what I'm doing. I need to get into an airport. Um, you know, many naysayers, but also you know, I found very strong advocates um, for Breeze. And I'm very fortunate as those people really guided um, my journey. And let's note that while we're recording this, it was what, like three weeks ago? How long when, when you officially got your first location? So we launched on December 3rd of 2019, okay, much further than that. Um, but the press release and your uh, news flash went out about a couple weeks ago. So can you just share with me, like, how does Breeze work? And I know there's the app, et cetera. Yeah, so Breeze, in the simplest of terms, is an on-demand food service for airport travelers. So you choose between a selection of curated meals, snacks, beverages. You let us know what time you like it, and we deliver to a pickup point throughout the terminal. So you can order on an app, and you can pre-order um, so if you know that you are coming to the airport at 1.20, it will be ready for pickup then. If you did not know about Breeze before coming to the airport, you can also text your orders at the terminal on your own mobile device. And orders, texted orders, will be um, made in five to six minutes. So um, we use the concept of, of a ghost kitchen. So everything that we're doing is really surrounded and focused on the customer experience. So by not having a brick and mortar space, we're really able to focus on the packaging and the experience and the process of ordering and the food quality. Um, and, and that's really kind of our sweet spot. So I'm going to stand here, as, the, as my, my kids would like to say uh, for a second, because when you first told me about Breeze, over a year ago now, and I started reading a lot of articles on the ghost kitchens of virtual restaurants. I wrote an article about it. I do believe this is something that can totally disrupt um, the airport industry. And then when you, obviously, when yours took off, that kind of validated both of us in some ways, right? So did you always have an eye towards the virtual restaurant ghost kitchen kind of setup to execute Breeze? I don't think I always had an eye on it. I just really started to understand the airport space. I started to understand space constraints and other nuances. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I also really was focused maniacally on this consumer, this very niche audience, modern business travelers, super conscious of what they eat. Um, also, you know, they're always time strapped. And so the idea of a ghost kitchen really made sense so that we could focus on the things um, that are most important to them. So essentially, um, you have a pickup point, but no physical uh, f- like front-facing piece of real estate. Exactly. You're using a back-of-the-house kitchen um, somewhere with an operator or partner. Well, yeah, we have a kitchen in the terminal, um, and all the consumer sees is our cart, which is placed at the T2 food court right now. Excellent. And what has the reception been so far? I mean, it's only been, a, what, a couple months or so, but you know, what, what, what have you seen? It's almost been three months. Um, the reception has been amazing. A lot of people have taken to Praise Breeze on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. Um, and that part to me is the true validation that people are actually taking pictures of airport food. Um, and also it's affecting you know, our partners. So a lot of uh, the posts tag Delta as it's a Delta terminal and LAX as well. And being you know, very grateful that something like this exists, um, which is exactly um, what we want. So in the 12 plus months or so that we keep, we've kept in contact and spoken about Breeze, um, I'm sure you've spoken to many airports during that time. You know, I'd love to know what the reception has been like. How have you had to explain, uh, number one, I guess what Breeze is, but how it can work within their program? It was very hard to find an airport uh, to pilot Breeze at that really believed in my vision. Um, I was very fortunate to met to have met uh, URW um, as well as Cruz, Nick and Greg, who have been strong advocates for Breeze since day one. Um, and you know, we really came together to launch at LAX in December. Um, true partnership. So Breeze, we're really focused on a very niche consumer, the modern business traveler who is time strapped, who is conscious of what they put into their bodies, who is very focused on health and wellness. Um, They also typically have very low dwell time in the airport, leaving it very last minute. Um, And they are largely underserved. A lot of their food preferences, um, allergies, food restrictions are, you know, not met at the airport. So that's what Breeze is really focused on. And we really needed to convey that so that airports see this as complementary to their food offerings versus competitive. Um, And we actually pulled uh, some data from the T2 food court to show in the last three months that there has been no cannibalization with the other concessions in the terminal. Um, It was just seen as incremental to the airport. So I want to focus on something you mentioned. You're obviously targeting the um, the time-strapped traveler, business travel, like you said, which is great, and, and there, you definitely serve that. Uh, I guess I'm looking towards uh, a couple things, one being um, the innovative aspect of Breeze, which is the ghost kitchen aspect, ordering through an app um, and then going to pick it up, because that's, that's pretty much a behavior that we're seeing on the street now. So it really isn't just for the time-strapped traveler. It's really for folks that are a little much younger who are probably used to ordering through their phone, and I'm holding up a phone as if people on an audio <laughs> medium can, can see what I'm doing, but like people are used to ordering from a phone remotely, so you're really catering to a behavior that's out there already. Exactly. We are catering to behavior that is out there already. However, there is a big behavior shift um, because people are not used to seeing this in an airport, right? Yes. So that part is a lot of people are like, wait, what is this? Like, what do you mean? Where's your kitchen? I don't understand. So there's definitely an education component to this. But once, you know, more people try it, once more people come back, once we have repeat travelers come, um, you know, it will it will hit home. So currently, how many items do you have on your on your menu in, t- in terms of the bowls, the prepared stuff? 
So we have five options for breakfast mm-hmm. and five for lunch and dinner, and then we have two smoothies uh, okay. and other snacks and drinks. So that's is that the sweet spot in terms of the number of items for the menu? Or are you looking to kind of grow a little bit, or is this is this part of you kind of uh, I guess feeling the demand and where it's taking you to determine how much you should carry? Yeah, I think right now we're definitely learning, but one thing we found is that people like to see a smaller menu. It's less oh, okay. overwhelming, and people can kind of be like, oh, I'm vegan. Great, I'll have the vegan bowl. And, oh, I want meatballs out the meatball bowl instead of, like, 10 different flavors of meatballs. But um, customizable ultimately, right? I mean, So right ways. now we're not allowing for substitutions as we want to streamline the back-end kitchen as much as possible to make sure the foundation is there. But in the future, we may be allowing for substitutions. So are you also, uh, I, I know the celiac part of you, you know, your struggles really led, I guess, was the impetus that led you to create this, but um, it's more than that, right? Or are you seeing a lot of folks that are have celiac disease saying, I'm glad that you have this and, you know, I have an option <laughs> now to eat just like you when you were struggling to find something? Yeah, it came from a very personal pain point having celiac um, and traveling so frequently. So it's always so nice to see People who have, you know, food restrictions or allergies of their own try Breeze for the first time and and become very grateful that a service like this exists. Uh, I'm very mission-oriented, and it makes me so happy to watch people go about and and eating Breeze, knowing that they'll be fueled, whether they're going to a business meeting or going to see their family, they have something that, you know, makes them feel good. So this is healthy food, too. It's not just, uh, you know, like many things. So it's healthy food, but we're really focused on wholesome, nourishing ingredients. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about being healthy. We have, you know, meatball bowls for the more hearty eater. We have avocado toast on gluten-free bread. We have um, coconut yogurt parfaits. We have all sorts of things. And instead of only being branded as healthy, we just want to really focus on transparency in our ingredients. All of our ingredients are listed uh, locally sourced when, when they can be um, and, and really focused on um, the ingredients as a whole. So I, again, I love the service. Um, I love the concept, but I, I would love to take a minute uh, and just ask you looking into the future. And obviously this is a really new kind of concept that I've seen, haven't really seen elsewhere, but what do you see in the future for airports uh, with other I guess, concepts or services that would be similar to yours launching out there? Do you see it's right? Because again, we spoke about how um, there is a growing demographic of travelers who are used to this kind of behavior, ordering from their phone, having their their food ready, et cetera. So do you think this is going to be like the tipping point that causes more, uh, I don't want to say copycats, but, you know, imitators out there? I think what's important to note is that we live in such an on-demand society where you can get Mm -hmm. anything on demand in a matter of minutes. You know, I live in New York and (laughs) I can get my laundry, my Uber, (laughs) my food, anything delivered to me in a matter of minutes. So it only makes sense that that would translate into the airport. So I definitely think that having the convenience of having it on your phone um, in an airport environment is is valuable. Having access to certain options that you would have outside the airport in an airport as well. And I think most importantly, everything being centralized around the customer experience because experience is, is a very important part of what we do at Breeze all the way down from the packaging, um, environmentally friendly. You know, we partnered with Open Water, which is aluminum a bottle for water, surprise and delight in everyone's bag, spa water at our cart. Everything is really focused around the customer experience. And I think that's what we're going to be seeing a lot as well. 
So you touched on this earlier, and I was on the site um, looking at the different um, offerings. So it must be pretty exciting then to find um, not just products like the different types of waters, et cetera, but also the ingredients that would work well with the mission that you're trying to accomplish, correct? Especially the menu. That's what I'm – because I'm, I'm an eater, so that's what I'm interested in. Yeah, so our menu um, is pretty diverse. It features a large range of meals. Um, we have five options for breakfast, five for lunch and dinner. Things like gluten-free avocado toast, acai bowls, coconut yogurt jars, um, savory breakfast bowls. And then we have a chicken harvest bowl, a chicken zucchini noodle bowl, a meatball bowl, salmon bowl, and our bestseller, which is the vegan bowl. Mm. So all this uh, from the moment it is ordered and received, five minutes roundabout. So everything's made to order. So if you're ordering um, through our texting device then your orders will be ready in about five to seven minutes. But if you pre-ordered on our app, then your order will be ready at the pickup time that you selected. So you must come up, you must capture a, a ton of various data. Uh, I know it's only been like, what, two, three months or so, but what is the data telling you in terms of uh, the people uh, ordering, what they're ordering, et cetera? The beauty of being a digital first startup is that we're able to iterate really quickly. So we noticed from, you know, the first two weeks of being live that everyone wanted a smoothie. We had a green smoothie on our menu and everyone wanted like another flavor that was maybe a little less healthy sounding, especially for kids. Uh, So we quickly uh, implemented a new dragon fruit smoothie and we were able to do that within a couple of weeks. Same goes for we had a salmon dish and it was a filet. Everyone kept saying, I really want a salmon salad. So we, again, changed that really quickly, updated our training manuals, and um, launched that you know, within weeks. So data is a huge piece of what we're doing here. And we really want to know from the consumer. We want to know from the airport, what can we do better? How can we solve more problems? How can we come up with or how can we solve needs? So that is one of my favorite parts about Breeze. How can we utilize data uh, to make it even better? So I get... The word that comes up to me as I'm listening to your answer is agility, like the quick, Nimble, the, the, agile, exactly yes. right, and that's what you're relying on. Because if someone says I don't like, I don't like a salmon, but I want a salmon bowl or salmon salmon salad, you're you're quickly you're you're able to take that information and just pivot. Exactly, and we've actually seen about a 35 percent response rate to our survey, which goes out after every meal, um, and we've gotten some great feedback from there um, that we're able to iterate on. So I love uh, hearing stories about entrepreneurs, and that's why I thank you for agreeing to sit on my entrepreneur roundtable uh, that we'll be recording um, here at the conference. But um, you took a rather unconventional route, which seems to be a typical route for many entrepreneurs. They all, everyone seems to take an unconventional route in some way, right? Is, is, is that accurate for me to say? Yes, exactly. Um, I did not have any airport experience or food experience. When I first started Breeze, I actually used LinkedIn as a big resource. I reached out to many different um, industry professionals. So thank you if anyone listening, um, <laughs> if you guys were one of them, I appreciate it. Um, I used that to start you know, getting an, an understanding of the industry. I read all sorts of articles. I listened to your podcast. I listened or read your your news flash um, and really focused on educating myself about the industry. Um, and then last year at AXN, you know, ultimately met some amazing people, made great relationships to really lead me to launching at LAX. 
you probably know that we have a saying, once you've seen one airport, you've seen one airport. Um, do you consider Breeze basically like a one-size-fits-all solution where you can take something, take your unit from LAX, the way it's currently constructed with the menu and everything, and plop it in Dallas, Chicago, et cetera? I do not think it's a one-size-fits-all thing. I think you know every airport is very unique in the space, in the layout, in the culture, mm. in the demographic, and Breeze is really conceived for it the airport. So understanding the nuances, the challenges, the demographic, we want to cater to that. So our menu will probably be more localized in different areas. Our kitchen may look different. Our cart may look different. We really want to work together with the airport to create the best version of Breeze for that demographic. But it's still going to be based on wholesome food, you know, that's, that's good for you. And again, I'm, I know I'm, I seem to be obsessing on this part, but the platform of it, which is ordering through an app or, or what have you digitally and um, not necessarily having a, um, a piece of real estate frontage that you're reliant upon. True ghost kitchen approach. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really Yes, cool. we will always stay true to our mission of you know, wholesome, nourishing ingredients, um, and we will always be completely digital. I think, um, you know, that's a big part of, of who we are and the type of traveler that we're targeting. If anything, you know, we'll see more features on our app um, and, you know, make it even easier for travelers to order Breeze. Cool. So, Annabelle, my last question for you is I, I want you to look to the future of Breeze. I know, obviously, the future is more locations, and I'm sure it's going to be in your future. But, you know, what is uh, Breeze going to look like next 12, 18 months, let's say. It was the same, or are you going to continue to iterate like you are now? We're going to continue to iterate for sure. Um, you're going to be seeing more things targeted at the experience. How can we make the travel experience more stress-free, um, more seamless, more delicious? Um, and we want to be in other major airports as well so that more people can have breeze. Well, Annabelle, uh, that's all I have, and thanks for taking the time to speak with me. Thank you, Ramon. Thanks for having me.